It's time to ring that bell and take it home as Jimmy J calls it outside of the ring. Welcome to Take It Home TV. Oh, I'm hungry. Oh yeah, I got, I got a voracious appetite for blood. Oh, I can, I can just go for some B positive. Maybe, maybe a little bit of O today. I don't know. I don't know. What do you think? What do you think Becky Lynch's blood type was? Let's ask Shane. Yeah, we're gonna talk about it. We're gonna talk about the biting that went down on Monday Night Raw. Oh, we're gonna get into that. We're gonna wrap up the whole week in wrestling as well. In addition to that, veterans returning. Back to the ring. Is that is that good or bad? Or does it matter? We're going to discuss that. And on top of that, fans, what has been going on with the pro wrestling universe? With pro wrestling fans in 2020. Some crowds are live. Other crowds, you could jump off of the rafters and they wouldn't move a muscle. We're going to talk about fan reactions at pro wrestling events. All this and more on this episode, episode number 54 of Take It Home TV, where we ring that bell and wrap up each and every week in the world of pro wrestling. And by now, if you don't know who this ruggedly handsome individual is with these melodious Tones piping right through your speakerphone. I am your host, the host that covers the most, Jimmy J. And now that I've got myself over, got that out of the way, we can talk pro wrestling. All right, bell ringers, before we begin, I just want to let everybody know where you can find and follow us. Follow us on Instagram at Take It Home TV, on Facebook at Take It Home TV, on Twitter. At jhag719, that's J-H-A-G-G-719. And if you love us that much, you can support us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash TakeItOnTV. And if you haven't done so already, what in the world are you waiting for? Subscribe below. I'm talking exclusive content. Not only are you going to get Take It On TV episodes, but you're going to get interviews with some talent. You're going to get watch party recaps. You're going to get indie wrestling show recaps throughout the tri-state area. And I am proud to announce a new weekly show coming to the channel. I have teamed up. I have signed a deal with a premier independent wrestling organization up here in the Northeast, Bree Combination Wrestling, for a weekly show for them. Everything BCW. I am honored to be able to do this. Thank you so much, Brie Combination Wrestling. It's going to be airing not only on my YouTube channel, but also on theirs at Brie Combination Wrestling. Check them out as well. If you love listening, okay, and you just you just hate seeing this ruggedly handsome guy, you want to hear these melodious tones, you can do so. Every single platform, I'm talking Google, Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your audio. And if you love listening to audio and you need something else to listen to, I think it's personally better than what I got going on here. It's a great listen, a shot of wrestling. I am happy to be a part of their team. I'm proud to be a part of their team. They've been doing this for a long time, okay? And, you know, the one thing that I love about a shot of wrestling is they give everyone who does not know Okay, or isn't up to date with some of the talent out there right now who are trying to get their name out there, some of the guys and girls. They give everybody an opportunity to know and get to know who they are with the interviews that they conduct 
with some of the talent. Now, they have some names that we all know, but they have some other names that we may not be familiar with, and A Shot of Wrestling has been doing this for a long time. I am on a couple episodes from time to time with them. I am a part of the team. We do this together, but please, listen to them. Check them out, A Shot of Wrestling, wherever you listen to your audio, and follow them on social media. But now that I got everybody over, (laughs) now, honestly, now that I plugged everything right here, I want to get into this. I want to talk about the biting that went down on Monday Night Raw. I mean, it was a scene out of a horror movie. Blood gushing out of the cervical spine portion of the neck, whatever you want to call it, of Becky Lynch. Shayna Baszler here. Yeah, she looked like a beast. The blood all over the mouth, the lips just all over. Becky Lynch, the blood leaking out of the back. And I was like, Jesus Christ. I haven't seen blood on WWE programming on Raw like that in a long time. But it was a little outlandish. I mean, we go from Shayna Baszler being this badass, being this Ronda Rousey type character, to Shayna Baszler now becoming a new member of the Brood. I mean, Gangrel would be, he should be happy right now. Gangrel, if he was watching Raw, he would have been like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about, yeah. Gangrel is thrilled. Edge and Christian, I mean, you know, Edge just made a return briefly. I mean, why not? Why not return to Brood and initiate the first female? Shayna Baszler. I mean, hell, while we're at it, why not create a movie, WWE? Why not? C- call upon the studios. Becky, the Vampire Slayer. Has a ring to it, right? May not be original, though. I don't know. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Becky the Vampire Slayer and Shayna Baszler. Okay, a new member of the Brood. I mean, yeah, this thing was outlandish, man. I, I didn't expect the blood and, and, and the bite. But if you're going to bite somebody, why in the hell are you going to bite them on the back of the neck? Wouldn't you go for, like, the, the typical side of the neck, the juggler vein? I mean... I don't know. Outlandish, yes. And for those of you that think that this was real blood, um, spoiler alert, it's not, okay? Uh, it was a lot, and I think it was too much blood packages or fake blood that was being uh, spewed out of the mouth of Shayna Baszler. And I just thought about the whole scenario here, okay? Y- you bite Becky. She sells it real well. G- give credit to Becky Lynch right there. And, and Shayna did a tremendous job with what she had to do. Okay, and Becky goes in the ambulance, rides off in the ambulance. Mind you, the EMT or medic was trying to open the door for about five minutes before she drove off and somehow couldn't, um, somehow didn't make a big effort to do so either. Uh, She drives off, comes back with the ambulance out of the hospital after she medically clears herself and steals the ambulance again. Uh, Comes back uh, to Raw. I mean, just think about the whole scenario. Now, yeah, some may say this is... You know, it's TV. It's entertainment. Yeah, great. It's it's wonderful. But we're also trying to make some sort of logic out of it, right? I liked it because it was different, but I think it was just too out there right now. And I'm not trying to complain. I'm not trying to be one of those people that that, that are not pleased with something or anything. You know what I'm saying? I, I was happy with them doing something different. You know, I think Raw is starting to pick up a little bit. You know, even though it's still tough to watch, man, I don't think I'm ever going to get used to three hours. But, you know, it's starting. Well, I can't say it's starting because I don't want to jinx it. But this last episode wasn't that bad, okay? Uh, I do like what they're doing uh, with you know, Angel Garza, 
Okay, he is doing one hell of a job. Okay, honestly, man. I, this guy, tremendous talent in the ring. He's going to be the next big thing. Okay, he's he reminds me of, I can't pinpoint it, but he reminds me of an old school wrestler. I'm trying to think. I don't know. It's not Rey Mysterio. It's like an Andrade mixed with a um, Eddie Guerrero. Yeah, like Andrade and Eddie Guerrero put together. That's what Garza reminds me of. Uh, but I really enjoy the work that he's been doing. Something else I took from Raw was uh, Drew McIntyre and the MVPs, uh, the VIP lounge and whatnot. I love that they're building Drew. They're building him up for Mania. They're having him just wipe out everybody in his path. So good booking on the part of WWE or whoever booked this. Uh, I enjoyed that segment. Uh, I also enjoyed another segment. Randy Orton and Matt Hardy. Now, people are questioning, was this Matt Hardy's last time on WWE programming? Because right after that, he sent out a tweet that said goodbye. Uh, most likely it is. And if it is, voice crack, I think it was a perfect way to go out. Honestly. That's what I think. Uh, he delivered one hell of a promo. Okay, very true, very heartfelt. It, it looked like Randy Orton even felt that, honestly. Um... And I thought that this whole segment was probably one of the best things, if not the best thing, of Monday Night Raw. Legends in that ring. Matt Hardy's a legend. Randy Orton is a legend in that ring. And they delivered, and they showed us why they have that title. And they can be called legends. So, big shout-out to Matt Hardy for the promo. Big shout-out to Randy Orton for everything. Uh, you know, beating the hell out of Matt Hardy and just... The, the performances that Orton has been delivering for us every single week now, man. I mean, the guy just gets better and better and better. And as far as Matt Hardy goes, I mean, I don't know what he has planned. A lot of people are talking about AEW. I discussed it last week. I said, you know what? There's rumors going out about Matt Hardy going to AEW. I believe it's going to happen. I am looking forward to seeing how Matt is going to be utilized if that happens. But I think the time is right. I think it's time for Matt Hardy to move on. Uh, if WWE is not doing anything with him, if they're not going to give him that creative freedom, because Matt Hardy is a creative genius, I think. Uh, some of the ideas that he has had, and, and the fact that he can repackage himself and and really bring to life that, that broken Matt Hardy character, it speaks volumes, and it shows us what Matt Hardy can do uh, if given that creative freedom. Okay, a lot of people were invested in that. They they still do it now. They delete, delete. I mean, everybody's out there doing it still. That just goes to show you the impact that it had on people. Okay, that they remember it, that they want to see that, that they look at Matt Hardy for that gimmick, and he had a lot of different gimmicks, but that seems to be the one that really stuck and sticks with Matt. So good luck to Matt wherever he goes, and Randy Orton, keep killing it, bro. But moving along to the best pro wrestling show this week, and probably other weeks for that matter. I mean, AEW. AEW Dynamite has been delivering since debuting on TNT. And they delivered again last night. Because as I record this, it's Thursday night. I mean, it started off with a bang. Kenny Omega, Hangman Adam Page, doing some cowboy shit. Continuing that momentum, defeating SCU to retain the tag titles. We've seen the women's... Championship change hands as well. Nyla Rose, your new women's champion, and as JR said, the king of the mountain, uh, or whatnot. I don't know if that was an accident or intentional. Who knows? But Nyla 
winning the title in a tremendous match against Rio. Tremendous heat. Tremendous heat generated by Dr. Britt Baker. And I'm shocked because, honestly, I didn't see that coming. I mean, she's been killing it with the promos every single week. Her and Giovanni, perfect tandem. She keeps just insulting him about that Starbucks thing. And then she goes after the crowd. She's calling them like uh, chubby Whataburger faces or whatnot. They start booing like crazy. Then she takes the hook'em horn sign down. I mean, in Texas, they're serious. About their football, man. I mean, somebody can get killed for doing something that she did yesterday. But Britt Baker is really, really becoming a damn good heel. So continue doing what you're doing, Britt. One hell of a job. Um, Jeff Cobb, the big story. Jeff Cobb debuting at the end of Dynamite with the inner circle going right after Moxley and sending a message that next week, Mox... It's not going to be easy. You're going to have a tough time against this guy, Jeff Cobb. He's the assassin. He's coming for you. He is probably the baddest man on the planet in 2020. Okay? Don't sue me, Mike. Don't. But Jeff Cobb, man, he's very intimidating. And he's tremendous hand in the ring. We know what he can do. He is a vicious individual. And he, he has the strength of, like, Hercules. I'm not talking about Hercules Hernandez, okay? I'm not talking about, the, you know, the chain hook. I'm talking about the legend of Hercules. God damn it, Jeff Cobb is going to deliver. Okay, he has. As soon as he came in that ring, fans were going nuts. Okay, for being in the inner circle, that is an addition that, man, I don't know what AEW is going to do, man. This inner circle is looking like the NWO. They're taking over. They are taking over AEW. They are taking over Dynamite. And it reminds me of the NWO, but they're doing it on a different level. And I'm just telling you, man, that nostalgia is real every single week. I love watching AEW, man. I, I love it. I mean, from hearing, you know, Jim Ross and Shivani and Excalibur, okay, on the microphone, and the nostalgia that that is, you just feel when you hear Ross and, and Shivani. And the whole setup and the theme and the excitement and the crowd, the crowd is what differentiates AEW from any other organization out there, from any other show. And this is what brings me to my next point. But you know what? Before I get to that point, i got to make one more statement about Santana. I've met Santana a couple occasions. I I had a chance to exchange a couple words, nothing crazy, with the guy. He's a real stand-up guy. Real humble guy. He came from nothing. He was struggling up here in the Bronx. It's where I currently live as well. And he made it out of the gutter. And he caught one hell of a real promo with Jim Ross. That segment, it almost brought a tear to my eye when I heard him speak. Because I seen how choked up he got talking about his father. And I seen Ross over there just listening to and And it was very organic and... Man, Santana, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've seen you uh, real, you know, man to man right now. You know, my condolences. I, I know you're still feeling it, okay? Uh, shout out to you for p- holding it all together, okay, during this hard time. Because, you know, people don't get over that. People don't get over losing their mother and father, okay? They never get over it, okay? And this is still fresh. That wound is still fresh, okay? It's not scabbing up yet, man. So, for me to you, 
Bro, I'll give you a lot of credit. I give you a lot of credit continuing to do what you do. I don't know if you're watching this or not, but you earned a lot of people's respect. You earned everybody over here, especially in New York, all respect over here. You're a hometown guy. We love you. We give you nothing but support. I know you're playing the heel, but, you know, real talk right now, man, you got a lot of respect. A lot of respect coming your way from this guy. Does it mean anything? I don't know. But from Jimmy J to you, I love you, bro. Keep doing what you're doing. Hold your head. Things are going to get better. You're never going to get over this, but just you're doing one hell of a job. Okay, keep doing it, man. Keep doing it. Hell of a match, too. Hell of a match with Santana and Moxley in the main event. I'm happy to see that you know, Santana had an opportunity in the main event. Okay, uh, Dynamite, I think that you, know, you call them LAX, you call them PNP, whatever you want to call them. This tag team deserved to be on AEW. I am so happy for them, man. I really am. They're a hell of a team. And for people that haven't seen them, and if you haven't seen them, you might be living under a rock somewhere. But if you haven't, you need to watch some of their matches, some of their older matches. If you can get your hands on some of the House of Glory matches that I've seen, check that out as well, man. LAX or Santana, Ortiz, PNP, whatever you want to call them, doing just tremendous work right now. Probably one of my favorite, if not my favorite, tag team in the game today. And Moxley delivering, as always, as well. But the inner circle standing tall at the end of Dynamite. I mean, what is going to happen at Revolution? Is Moxley even going to be able to have a shot at winning that belt against Jericho with all the Inner Circle members around there? I mean, Cody Rhodes is going to be too busy with MJF. He's not going to be able to help out Mox. Who's going to be there? The Bucks? I mean, you got Santana and Ortiz. I mean, the, the number game, man. The number game, it's just too strong. The inner circle has taken over AEW. I'm legit concerned about this organization. I mean, where do we go from here? We started in October. This this might not be AEW Dynamite. I mean, the inner circle just might take over the whole show. Who's going to stop them? Who? I don't know. I'm tuning in every week. I know that much. But overall, AEW Dynamite, best show. Best pro wrestling show, in my opinion, on TV weekly. Now, NWA, NWA Power has been delivering some powerful performances, man. Listen, for a show that has repackaged and revitalized itself, NWA has just some tremendous talent athletes, actors, actresses, whatever you want to call them. I mean, I'm telling you, the show they put on is something very different and very unique. They're in the studios, okay, uh, somewhere in Atlanta, Georgia, and they have about a maximum capacity of 500 people in there. And the crowd is liver. I don't know if that's a word. Maybe more live, I should say. Then... Some of the crowds for WWE and other programming, uh, Impact or you know MLW, and, and I, I'm being real right now. You know, to be in that intimate environment, maybe it's the acoustics, I don't know. But everybody's like really involved and invested in what's going on on that program. I mean, it's like if you're an NWA fan, you are a hardcore NWA fan. There's no mediocre fans. There's no half-ass NWA fans. You're all the way, okay? And I'm happy that... They're actually going to go to a bigger location for the Crockett Cup in April. They haven't announced it yet. It's going to be announced next Tuesday. So I, I'm interested to see 
where they're going to go for the Crockett Cup, but that's going to be unveiled next week. But I'm excited, man. I'm, I'm excited to be a pro wrestling fan in 2020. I'm excited that the NWA is here and they, they revitalized and they're delivering just hella, just a hell of a power hour for us. With power, no pun intended. Uh, and just pro wrestling in general has really picked up. But, you know, going back to my point, and this is one of the main topics of the day here. Fans. Fans in 2020. You see, I don't know what's been going on with pro wrestling fans nowadays, okay? I don't know if it's the fact that they maybe expect more in a match, maybe more high spots, or, or maybe it's the fact that they've seen it all already and, like, nothing phases them. And, and they totally forgot how to get themselves invested into a match, okay? Maybe they're bored of what they're seeing. I, I don't know what the reason is, but, you know, when you're there for a show, when you're paying your money to see a, a performance or a wrestling show, okay, I would hope that you're paying that money because you love pro wrestling, because you want to see that show, and you want to be a fan. You want to cheer. You want to boo. What is going on? Nowadays, why are pro wrestling fans treating this as if they're watching a movie? Now, one could say, you know what, Jimmy, listen, it's, it is like a movie, okay? This is predetermined. Um, it's pretty much like actors and actresses out here with hardcore ballet going on. Some, some people could say that, whatever like that. I know it's not ballet, okay? It's pro wrestling. People get hurt, okay? Serious bumps are taken. But let's just say, that's what somebody thinks, okay? You're telling me when you see a movie and you see a crazy spot in that movie, you're not going to pop? You're not going to, oh, oh! You're not going to comment or make a noise or a sound or something? You're telling me if you go to a theater performance and you see something special or you see something happen or something that's emotional, you're not going to clap for it? I, I mean, at, the, at least that. Is it the fact that you're seeing the same thing over and over and they're just accustomed, like, oh, here we go again. You know, same thing's happening. I don't know. I, I just don't know what it is. I, I don't think it could be that because there are some shows that are exciting. And I see from home and I'm, I'm popping as a fan. I feel like this generation of pro wrestling fans of the pro wrestling fan has this sense of entitlement in this sense of, well, I want to see more. They're spoiled. These fans are spoiled. And I'm being honest. I'm not saying every one of you. If you are getting offended by what I'm saying right now, then you're spoiled. You are. Damn it. You. Okay? Because what I'm trying to tell you is that when you go to a show, these guys and girls, they're going out there, okay, and they're giving you the best performance they possibly can, all right? You should suspend your disbelief. You should go into that show, and you should be cheering for the people that you love and, and booing the people that you hate. Get involved with the show. God damn it, show some life. Don't be like these miserable mooks out here going to work on a daily basis. 
miserable. And I, I, I've said this before, but I'm serious. Like, these people go to the train station. I, I see them pass by, and they're like, mopey. Like, oh, my God, man. Nine to five job. Regular. Miserable. Just the look of misery in their face. I mean, it's seeping out of their pores. Don't be like that, man. Don't be sitting there as if you're sitting there. I'm just sitting here to support, and I really didn't want to be. If you don't want to be there, don't, don't be there, okay? Now, maybe there's some people that are just watching the show because maybe there's that type of fan that just watches this as if it's a performance, it's an art, and they just want to clap at the end. Fine. Maybe, okay, if that's you, fine. But I don't know, man. I, I, I'm a fan that when I go to a show, I get live. I cheer. I, I make comments. I say things. I try to get people riled up. I'm the hype man. Yeah. But I like I like to see that excitement. I want the crowd to get into it. I want the fans to love what they're seeing. I want people, if you paid your money, I want you to sit there and, and show me that you are enjoying this, if you are, and that you're getting your money's worth. And also... Listen, the talent wants to know if they're shitting the bed or not, okay? So, like people have said before, Steve Austin used that term a lot. But honestly, listen, if they're going out there and, and really just, like, stinking out the joint, they want to know it, okay? And if you're not making any noise, that's what they're thinking, all right? Now, some people can, you know, work the crowd and, and, and draw that emotion out of them, like, you know, the, the Randy Ortons or whatnot, and there's people out there that can do it. MJF can do it. In a negative way. You know, a lot of times I think he goes just a little bit too overboard or a little bit too much. But, you know, you need to do that sometimes. But if you're going out there, and and I think about it now. Think about some of the matches that we see on TV. And this goes to my other point about, you know, doing too much in the ring. Which is a whole other discussion for another episode. You know, going back to the roots and back to the basics here. You know, because if you think about it, like, when is enough going to be enough? I mean, you can only do so many high spots. You know, you have to, sometimes, you have to get them invested into that wrestling. And, and, and maybe we could discuss that a little bit right now, and now that I think about it, because it kind of goes hand in hand a little bit. Maybe, and I'm, I'm trying to make this argument, I guess, with myself right now, because obviously nobody is here, and we're not discussing it live here with anybody else. But, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to think why we have pro wrestling fans that pay money to go to a show and just don't get involved in the show and don't react to things that are going on. Especially if you're in, like, right there near ringside, if you're, like, in the front row, front two rows or so, and you're just sitting there as things are going on, or if somebody goes through the crowd and they're fighting through the crowd and you're just sitting down, oh, okay, yeah, this is going on, oh, nice. Like, show some excitement. Don't be a zombie. Come on. Zombies got more life than some of these people out here, man. Miserable. Miserable. Listen, if you don't want to be there, I don't know why the hell you're there. Okay? I go to a show. I want to be entertained. I want to get invested into what I'm watching. I want to I want to jump in and laugh and cheer and boo and curse and do whatever the hell I want to do. Okay? With, with respect, because, you know, there's people out there that have one too many, and they want to be, uh, you know, they get that liquid courage, those beer muscles, they want to jump uh, the barricade, or they want to attack the wrestlers, or they want to go overboard with what they're saying at the indie shows or whatnot. you got to be respectful, people. You know, th- there's that line. You can get invested, you can go crazy, you can cheer and boo and say whatever you want, but you can't cross that line, you can't go overboard, and you got to know when enough is enough. But, you know, going back to my point, you know, thinking about it, when is enough enough? 
talking about pro wrestling now. You know, you do these spots, and I've said this before. This is part of the reason I think that the fans have just been spoiled and, and they just sit there and they just don't know how to react sometimes because maybe they're watching a pure wrestling match and don't know how to appreciate it anymore. You know, I give credit to those that stay true to the roots, such as Davy Boy Jr., okay, Harry Smith, such as Mr. Darius Carter, such as Timothy Thatcher, such as, I mean, there's a lot of names I could throw out there that stay true to the wrestling roots, okay, and put on good, pure wrestling matches. Now, even myself, I watched the match months ago between Davey Boy Jr. and uh, Timothy Thatcher. Catch us, catch can wrestling style match. And any one of Mr. Darius Carter's matches uh, for for that, uh, you know, with that being said. I watch these matches, and I sit there, and the first time I seen that match uh, between Davey and Timothy Thatcher, I didn't know what to think of it. And I caught myself. I'm like, why am I not entertained by this? And, and I had to, like, think, and I had to really look at what was going on in the ring and the action and the story that they were telling in that ring, and it was a pure wrestling match, but they did tell a story, and my mind has been accustomed to all these spots and all these high spots that I couldn't appreciate that match at that moment until it until like later on, because it was about a twenty minute match until about the last two or three minutes, and I I was like, wow, this still exists. Why don't we see more of this? And we need to, because people are getting hurt out there in the ring. And we see it. And, you know, as a human, okay, human to human here, people, you don't want to see nobody get hurt unless you're just fucking bots, okay? You're nuts, okay? And you don't care about other individuals. I do. I don't want to see anybody, you know, get hurt out there. I think that they're doing some crazy stunts. And I love to see some of these stunts. Don't get me wrong, but at the same time, you know, I don't want to see anybody hurting themselves badly because they're going out there trying to entertain people. There's ways to entertain without doing these spots. Okay, tell a good story. Picking apart a body part. Like, you know, the Hitman used to do. And Carter, Mr. Da- again, I use this guy because I, I am I'm constantly working with Mr. Darius Carter uh, with interviews and I watch a lot of his stuff now. And he may not be a household name. But you got to go and watch some of this individual, some of this uh, guy's work, man. Mr. Darius Carter, you know, it's, it's pure wrestling. And there's other individuals like him out there, okay? And that I respect and appreciate because it brings it back to the roots, back to less is more. And that's what we need to start seeing, folks. And as far as the fans go, you know, you can't tell anybody how to think and how to feel. But, I mean... If I paid my money and I love pro wrestling, I would be a little more enthusiastic about the show that I'm seeing. Especially if it's an indie show and these people are just putting on one hell of a show for us. I mean, they're pulling out all the stops, okay? And they might not be doing any crazy spots, but it's just a story that they're telling. you got to really love pro wrestling, okay? you got to get invested into it. I don't want to see fans out there just sitting there. If somebody's getting DDT'd on a chair right beside you, I don't want you to be sitting there just looking or out with the phone. Go wild! 
Go crazy. Scream, God damn it. Get, get rambunctious, okay? Go overboard a little bit. Stop. Stop being a zombie. That is the bottom line. Stop being just a lifeless soul in the crowd, in the sea of other lifeless souls. Okay, be that one that stands out. If you're the only goddamn person making a scene, so what? Doesn't matter, okay? Have fun. Have fun. You live once. Folks, I, I preach this and I mean it. What do you take with you at the end of the day? What do you take to the grave? You can't take nothing, okay? It's what you leave behind. Right here, what I'm doing right now. This is my legacy. If I have a child, it's going to be passed on. If not, it's going to be passed on for generations, hopefully, of wrestling fans that can look back and say, wow, this guy Jimmy J was passionate about pro wrestling. This guy Jimmy J had some points. Some I may like, some I may not like. But you know what? He kept it real, he kept it entertaining, and he delivered. And that is what I want to do. That is my goal. That's what I'm planning on doing. This is what I'm talking about. Leave behind the legacy. I know I'm going on a tangent here. I'm going completely off-road. But the point is, folks, love what you do. Enjoy what you do. Love what you watch and what you pay your money for. And I love pro wrestling. And I pay my money for that. And I want to see a good show. And I cheer. And I boo. And I have a great time every show I go to. That is the bottom line. So fans of 2020, millennials, whatever you want to call them, wake the fuck up. Straightforward. You know, I'm thinking about this this other topic of discussion right now. And it was about veterans making their return to the ring for a payday. And... Is that a good thing or a bad thing? You know, if you look at it. Some of the old timers. And I was thinking about this because I seen I seen Hulk Hogan uh, in news as of late. They're talking about Hogan possibly having a match at WrestleMania this year. It's going to be in Tampa. That's where Hogan lives. Uh, and I thought about it. I'm like, please no. Please. I mean, look, I, I understand... Um, the fact that you don't want your last match to be with TNA or whatnot. You want to have something in WWE. But I think you've done enough. I think you've done enough for the pro wrestling business. I think you've uh, uh, accomplished enough in your lifetime. If you want to be a part of the show, obviously, yeah, more power to you. Uh, if you want to be a manager of some sort. Uh, if you want to have like a little segment, maybe where you drop a leg drop or whatever. But a full match... A full match is going to be tough to watch, man. I mean, Hogan is, God knows how how old. I mean, he's had numerous, numerous, numerous surgeries, knees, back, whatever. I mean, you know, God bless you, Hulk. But, you know, I just don't know how the fans, how it's going to look or how the fans are going to react. I mean, listen, I don't want to tell anybody out there, don't do something if that's really what they want to do. Because you know what? You live once, and I say this, you know, do what you love. And if Hogan really wants to go out there and have a match then you know what, by all means, if they allow him to do it, then do it. But I just don't think it's going to be good for him at his age and his injuries. I don't think it's going to it's gonna look good. I think people are going to judge him way too much, especially with social media nowadays. And it's something that he should just leave alone. A segment is fine. A uh, management of some sort is fine. But a full match, I don't know. I mean, even if he has it with like a Vince McMahon, what kind of match? It's going to be like... Like a nursing home match. I mean, a fight in a nursing home. I mean, all due respect. I mean, you guys are up there in age. I mean, you could be in great shape, but do you really move around like that? I mean, are you that agile? Because, believe me, Vince is not agile at all. He's about as agile as an elephant. Okay? And 
Hogan, the same thing. So how is it going to look? I don't know. I, I just I think about it, and it's like it would be nostalgic moment, okay? It's going to be a feel-good moment for the Hulk Hogan fans out there if he does that. But, you know, I think about the bigger picture here, folks. I mean, you know, the younger guys, this younger generation, okay, we need to start seeing some people step up. And I, I think Drew McIntyre is the man right now. Drew is one of those guys that has superstar potential. And I'm happy that they're giving him the go. They're giving him the green light. And they're going to put that title on Drew. The handwriting's on the wall. They've been building him up since the Rumble. Uh, he's been taking out people on every week, honestly. And he's going to win that title at Mania. Okay, And 99.9% of us believe he's going to be Brock Lesnar at Mania. If they don't put that strap on Drew at Mania, they are completely insane. Okay? They just, obviously, maybe they want to just destroy the whole company. They have to put that strap on Drew. He has to be Brock Lesnar. The torch has to be passed. It's time. You have to have a homegrown superstar. You have to have a superstar in general. We don't see that. We have a few of them left on the roster. AJ Styles, Randy Orton. How long can these guys go? How long are they going to be around for? You need to develop new stars. And going back to the point of the legends making that return, you know, I always love to see the legends on shows, incorporated in shows. It's great to see that the boys and the girls, they can get that payday and they can come back and they can show face and they can enjoy themselves and have a good time. But it really depends. You know, I think about, I think about two other individuals. I think about The Undertaker and Sting, right? Everybody wants to see that match. I want to see it too. But are they going to be performing on the level that we expect them to perform on? That's the question. You know, they're not in their prime. They're not. They're on their way out, honestly. Or they're out already. I mean, it's something you have to take into consideration. As bad as you want to see that match... You know there's going to be some idiots out there on social media, and that's a whole other topic for another day, that are going to sit there and bash them for one reason or another. Okay, and it's horrible. It, it, this is what pisses me off in 2020 and the world of social media out here right now. I really feel it depends on the individual, um, the shape that they're in, how well they can go in the ring, if it's worth them having a match, if they're alleged. I mean, look, look at, for instance... The Rock and Roll Express. I mean, these guys are timeless, man. They're like ageless. They can go with anybody nowadays. And that just goes to show you how well they took care of themselves or, you know, how well they stood in shape, in ring shape, or, you know, maybe they just never stopped wrestling. Maybe they just kept going, okay? And then you could look at somebody like a Hogan. Okay, that has stopped for a very long time, had numerous injuries, numerous surgeries, a lot going on. Uh, and how is that going to look in the ring? You know what I'm saying? So, point I'm trying to bring out, it all depends. It all depends. I love to see the legends. I want to see them more often. I want to see them putting the young guys and girls over more often. But I try to... You know, honestly, I, I want WWE and, and even other organizations, for that matter, to try to refrain from putting them into full-blown matches. 
you know, have him do a segment or something like that. But that's my thoughts. That's I want to keep it short and brief on this topic. But I want to know what you think about it. I want to know what you guys and girls think. Shoot me an email at TakeItHomeTV at gmail.com or you can leave a comment below. Let me know what you think about Legends returning for that one more match or for that for that match in general or just returning back in, into their career. You know, Goldberg, prime example. The guy still has it. He has a look. He's in good shape. He can go in the ring. Yeah, fine. It's okay. Maybe he, he messed up. You know, they, they had a, a horrible match. Goldberg and Taker did that one time in Saudi. But you know what? It happens. It happens. These guys are not wrestling every single week. They're not, you know, sharp like that anymore. Okay? So you got to expect accidents to happen and things to happen that wouldn't have happened back in the late 90s or whenever they were in their prime. Okay? Just leave a comment. Let me know what you think about this topic right here. But I don't want to continue talking about it. I, you have my thoughts on it. You know, I'm for it if it makes sense, if they're going to put over the younger people or if they're in shape to do something like this. But if they're not, don't, okay? And, and please, somebody like Hogan, you know, I love the guy, but he has this thing about always having to go over and no matter what. And, and please, I, I can't see it. Hogan, if you're going into a match, you got to put the younger people over, brother. You know what I'm saying, brother? Brother, 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 brother. Come on. Get together, man. All right, bell ringers, we're about to wrap it up over here. But before we do, just a couple of pieces of news out there swirling around the pro wrestling world. Uh, the rumor about Goldberg beating Bray Wyatt for the Universal title. I hope to God that that is not true because Goldberg is not the guy to do it. Please do not make this man win the title. Please don't do it because you're just going to kill everything. And... The ratings, you think they're down now? Wait till you see what happens if Goldberg becomes champion. Uh, whoever beats Bray Wyatt, okay, The Fiend or whatnot, has to be the individual that you want to give that boost to. It has to be somebody new, somebody younger, somebody hungry, somebody that deserves it, okay? Not Goldberg, okay? Not Goldberg, please. Uh, WrestleMania 37 going down to Hollywood, California next year. And I'm excited about this because it's on the West Coast. I think the celebs are going to be out. And, well, yours truly is looking to actually attend his first WrestleMania. I am probably not going to be able to go down to Tampa this year. But I am going to make it a point to go to the West Coast. I've never been to the West Coast. Never been to Hollywood, California. Never been to WrestleMania. And this is going to be a first on multiple levels for me next year. I have to make it out there. So that's the goal. That is the goal, to make it out to WrestleMania next year in Hollywood, California. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, it's crazy because we haven't even hit this year's WrestleMania, but I'm talking about next year already, folks. I'm always thinking ahead. Always thinking ahead over here on Take It Home TV. And, you know, thinking ahead, you know, there's going to be a lot of other content coming your way on this channel. So if you haven't done so already, please subscribe. We have a slew of indie organization shows going on over the course of the next month. Yes, the next month. Outlaw is next week. NYWC is next week. I hope to attend that one for the first time. I'm going to be attending and also being a part of EMTS's uh, promotion out of the Elks Lodge. They're doing it for a good reason. I am going to be on the 23rd of this month at uh, the Mad Donkey Bar and Grill for Pro Wrestling Melee's Trivia uh, for St. Jude. It's a, it's a fundraiser for St. Jude hospital so i'm doing something positive out there and i want everybody to come out and support uh if you if you listen to this please come out and support this and donate whatever you can uh for these kids i can leave the link below in 
this episode right here. Um, and it's going to be something special. So a lot going on this month. Next month, uh, I got an Atlantic City trip I know going on. There's the Horicon. There's a couple watch parties coming up. The 29th AW Revolution watch party. Forest Hills, Queens. Same location. I, I, I wish... I really wish I could unveil this news to you guys and girls, but I can't do it yet. But that's going to be a big watch party. Initially, Tommy Dreamer was supposed to be a part of it, but due to contractual obligations, Tommy is not going to be able to make it. But don't don't worry about that. We're going to have a great time. There's going to be a raffle. There's going to be wings, beer, wrestling. Hell of a time going out, going on at Buffalo Wild Wings and Forest Hills. And the following week... WWE Elimination Chamber watch party at the same location. Special guest host, BWF. Shout out to that whole organization. TJ Marconi, uh, Dominic DeNaro, Mark Hollywood, Schwan. Everybody that's going to be a part of this uh, brother greatness over there. Come on out. Support your indies, folks. Support this organization. Support the watch parties that we got going on. We're going to give you guys a great time as well. A lot of things happening over the course of the next month. So stay tuned there is always more to come jimmy j here take it on tv i appreciate all the support all the love enjoy your valentine's day we can do something for your significant other that shocks them something different that they did not expect okay and i promise you it's gonna be well worth it guys girls spread the message of love positivity that is what we're talking about here in 2020 you live once enjoy yourselves enjoy your life and i We'll continue to enjoy my life, enjoy myself, and continue to ring that bell on the pro wrestling world. Have a blessed week.